0: Welcome to the Cap Gemini North America Corporate Social Responsibility Podcast. My name is Andrew Peterson and I lead Environmental Sustainability for Capgemini in the US and Canada. I look forward to engaging with each of you on diversity, digital inclusion and sustainability initiatives and challenges. Let's lead as architects of positive futures together. Welcome everyone to this episode of the CSR Podcast. Just last week, we celebrated the 50th anniversary of Earth Day. This Earth Day was monumental, not just because it was celebrating its golden anniversary, but because this Earth Day, the world was and still is in the midst of dealing with an unprecedented global health crisis. The theme of this year's Earth Day was climate action, and it's important that even amidst the challenges we are all facing that we recognize and celebrate that theme. Last Friday, I hosted a conversation with Capgemini's Global Head of Sustainability, James Roby, and supply chain expert Blake Hart to discuss the relationship between COVID-19 and climate change. Over the next few minutes, you're going to hear some of the highlights of that conversation, and I hope that you'll all come away with a few new ideas for how you can take action to fight climate change right now from the safety of your home. If you've been following the news since the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic, as I'm sure most of you have, you'll probably have noticed one or multiple stories on some of the interesting environmental impacts of this pandemic that are starting to be noticed. A couple that stick out are the dolphins returning to the canals of Venice for the first time in decades and the Himalayas being visible from Indian cities for the first time in living memory. The level of disruption that this pandemic has caused to the global economy is without precedent in modern times. And so it should be clear that there are going to be some interesting environmental impacts. In this next segment, I asked James Robey about some of the most important observations that have been made in the environment thus far, and what those mean for climate change, and the sustainability conversation in, in general?
1: There have been some quite remarkable uh, transformations in certain places. So um, Delhi, the sky is blue for the first time in uh, a long time. Um, uh, so certainly, and even in, um, in cities like London, the pollution levels are uh, hugely lower than they would normally be at this time of year. So um, quite interesting in seeing, the, um, seeing the, the benefits from a health perspective. Um, there was a, a discussion going on in China um, earlier in the year about whether the number of deaths saved or how the number of deaths saved by um, the cut in pollution would compare to the number of uh, lives unfortunately lost due to, uh, to COVID-19. And so quite an interesting, um, some interesting uh, sort of side effects of, of shutting down our, our production system. I think the, um, what's, so what's interesting is we're seeing these trends uh, I was on a, um, a seminar last week with some scientists from Imperial College London, and one of them was trying was presenting a graph um, in terms of what's this going to do from a carbon perspective so we we know how much we have been impacted in terms of our, our daily lives uh, we're most of us I suspect are locked down in our houses and allowed to go out for, for exercise and maybe shopping and, and not very much else. Um, so globally, we are, as a society, emitting about 36 gigatons of carbon dioxide every year. Um, and um, over, the last, um, over the last 200 years, we've thrown out through the burning of fossil fuel and a few other things somewhere around one and a half trillion tons of, of carbon, which, is, which has pushed up the, uh, the CO2 levels in the atmosphere to the point that we're starting to see the, uh, the climate changing. Um, if you look at um, some of the projections, the current downturn is suggesting that we may see somewhere between a four and an eight percent reduction in carbon emissions this year. So, off a thirty-six gigaton base, I've seen projections around two and a half gigatons of, uh, of carbon saved. And now, interestingly, if you take the Paris Agreement um, and the commitment of governments to endeavour to keep us below one and a half degrees of climate change. That would require a decarbonization of about four and a half percent every year for the next um, uh, ten or twenty years. And um, so you can see that the the level of disruption we've seen over the last um, over the last few weeks is likely to lead to the first year of carbon reduction um, of about somewhere between four and eight uh, percent, which is which is fascinating if you think about the um, the challenges or the size of the challenge that means we have in
0: terms of uh, terms of climate change. So we just heard from James about some of the environmental impacts that are being observed as a result of this pandemic. And from a purely sustainability point of view, they seem more or less positive. It's important though that we point out that this is not the way that we would like to solve climate change and this is a truly devastating occurrence for many people around the world. In this next segment, James will talk through how we can be sensitive to that fact, but still take away important lessons from this crisis that will apply to how we address climate change in the future.
1: Um, I think that uh, this this uh, pandemic has been a wake-up call. I've not met anybody who has been uh, praying for the sort of wake-up call, which has the, the human level of tragedy and human level of uh, of um, impact that um, that we're seeing with COVID nineteen, um, but I'm certainly seeing a lot of discussion in the sustainability community in terms of well, actually we need to you know we need to learn from this. And you know, one of the encouraging things is we are starting to see um, we are starting to see what can be done when there is a, a mindset for change. Um, I wrote uh, a quote for an article three or four weeks ago uh, in the context of, of business travel. And, and it almost felt like um, COVID had done in in four weeks what uh, climate change had failed to do in in 15 ten fifteen years in terms of uh, persuading people that to, um, to, traveling to to stop travelling and to to work from home. And uh, certainly in our industry, I think one of the game changers is that we are proving the art of the possible. And um, you know, so often over the years we we we've, we've heard that no, you know, we have to deliver on site. We have to. We have to fly all these people into the client site week in, week out. You know, uh, irrelevant of what that means for, for our, our people and, and their work life balance and their families. Um, you know, often you hear the excuse, "We can't deliver any other way. The client won't accept us delivering um, remotely." Um, and all of a sudden, we've had this sort of external factor that has has suddenly changed the world. And uh, all of a sudden, even even our most skeptical clients are. Are realising that they're they're kind of having to accept um, remote delivery if they want delivery at all, and um, what we're seeing is a fantastic amount of innovation around the group, uh, fantastic efforts from you know our delivery teams across the across the world. Um, you know, if you look at India, we've practically moved 110,000 people in a weekend or two weekends to to a working at home model. Now. Um, There are some limitations, clearly, to to the working-at-home model, and it's unreasonable to assume that, you know, post-COVID, whenever we get to that point, you know, none of us will ever go outside the front door again. But I think there's a a huge opportunity for us to learn um, through this next period in terms of what the art of the possible is.
0: One of the most obvious effects of this pandemic has been the disruption to supply chains. Which most of us have experienced as shortages of common household staples like toilet paper and pasta in these next segments james and blake speak about how this situation might change the way that businesses approach their supply chains in the future and what the environmental implications of those changes might be
1: if if you think about it through the the lenses of resilience and efficiency um, the last 10 years has all been about efficiency um, with some fairly broad assumptions from a resilience perspective that actually you know, we 've got business continuity, but all of a sudden we've had an event which has had um, you know such a dramatic impact in terms of the way that we operate it's it's basically shown up the uh, the lack of resilience in the current system so i don't think the focus on efficiency will ever go away um, clearly you know why would we want to lose that that um, all those learnings and all the benefits which come with efficiency but what I do think will happen is I think we're going to see a lot more focus over the Coming months and years on on resilience, and that's really interesting from a climate change perspective, uh, because you know one of the things that we know climate change will bring is a you know much more frequent um, sets of uh, events which are likely to disrupt. You know, history. You know, if you look over the last few years, um, and I always um, you know I always get the wrong hurricane names, but if you think about the US, you know, we had the uh, we had the Houston office. Uh, or the car parks underneath the Houston office, well and truly flooded uh, when the you know in in the, the storm a uh, couple of years ago. We had the uh, the hurricane which went up the east coast and put lower Manhattan under under water. And the evidence suggests that you know these these extreme weather events are likely to become more and more frequent. So from a resilience perspective, more and more organisations are going to have to start thinking um, thinking about you know how do they how do they prepare themselves. And we're doing a climate change risk assessment process across the group at the moment. and We've identified a whole range of different ways that climate change can impact your business. So it's, it's, you know, yes, extreme weather events are probably the most obvious one. Um, One of the slightly alarming trends we see from a health perspective, so putting COVID aside, we're seeing that the changing climate is actually um, changing the patterns of disease. So we're actually seeing that malaria is starting to, to stretch northward into, into southern Europe. So actually, you know, so climate change is likely to drive um, different health outcomes. Extreme heat events, we're already seeing extreme heat events in, in Europe causing much higher levels of um, deaths in the summer than, than have we have historically. So all of these factors, and there I say so there are a whole range of factors related to climate change. Have the potential to disrupt our business. Have the di- potential to disrupt, um, you know, lots of businesses. And so that that supply chain piece, um, I think resilience is going to become quite critical. In
2: yeah, and that's um, something that we've even talked with a number of our clients already at this point. Is talking about that resilience, the, the flexibility, and being able to adapt. Because as you said, these is never going to go away. But it's a matter of determining what type of efficiency you want to have. So it's a matter of looking into what's the best industrialization approach going forward. Um, In the past, it has been a distributed system where you're able to spread out the risk of different either natural events or things happening by having a distributed network. Um, So where if one site goes down, you have another that can pick up that capacity. But we've also seen lately too having a localized supply chain that's much more domestic has advantages in certain um, aspects as well. So it's a matter of These discussions and um, almost pros and cons that are being played out across enterprises globally at this point seeing which model is the most robust which one is going to be the most resilient to these type of changes going forward Um, because as you said i think this is something we will likely run into again in the future and what companies are going to be able to make those innovations that allow them to adapt more i think some of the value we can drive too is helping companies understand how deep. You really need to look at problems to make that decision. What is the best option? Um, from kind of pivoting away from a purely cost aspect and profitability aspect, when you're looking at sustainability, is it socially sustainable? Is it environmentally sustainable? And bringing that and those data points to them, I think, something we can help going forward.
1: I suppose the, the drum I've been beating for probably the best part of a decade is um, if you get to the heart of what sustainability is, um, it's a need to change. Um, it's a need to change the way we, we do things. Uh, from a societal perspective, there's a, need, there's a need to change in terms of uh, a lot of the things that we consume. Um, and so if you then think about that change in transformation, then naturally that means that sustainability equals more business transformation than we've probably ever seen before. And um, you know, going back to the, the figure that I was talking about at the beginning, if, if transformation or change, the level of COVID, knocks out four or five percent of our carbon emissions, you can see the level of transformation we are talking about if we are going to get to a net zero carbon economy sometime in the next 10 or 20 years.
0: So after hearing all that, you're probably asking yourself, now what? If there are a couple of silver linings in the COVID-19 crisis, one of them is that so many companies have had to try completely new ways of working and of doing business and are realizing that those ways can work. We need to build on that momentum and that willingness to try new things and not settle back into business as usual. And every one of you listening has the ability to influence your employer or your small business, or even the companies that you buy products from, and help to create a new and more sustainable version of normal. Here at Capgemini, that means excelling at remote delivery and traveling less. For a consumer products company, that might mean sourcing more sustainably and locally and improving the resilience of your supply chain. And as a consumer, that might mean buying products that you know are more sustainable and influencing producers to meet that demand. Another important lesson from this pandemic is that we can no longer avoid considering the global implications of our actions. We have been shown that we really are all in this together. By staying at home here in Colorado, I'm helping to prevent deaths in Atlanta, in Seattle, in London, in Nairobi, in Jakarta. In the same way, by living more sustainably at home, you can help prevent rising sea levels from displacing millions of people living near the coastline in India, or malaria from becoming an epidemic in Europe, or hurricanes from destroying more homes in Houston. And so to conclude this podcast, please answer the call of Earth Day and commit to action to combat climate change. A few of the most impactful things that you can do right now at home are as follows. Reduce the amount of meat, particularly red meat, in your diet. Replace single-use throwaway products in your household— with reusable alternatives, and green your home with energy efficiency improvements. Remember that it's not about changing every aspect of your life to be perfectly sustainable, but about making small changes and sticking with them. We don't need 10% of people doing sustainability perfectly. We need 100% of people doing it imperfectly. Thank you so much for listening today, and remember that we truly are stronger together. Wow, you made it to the end of another episode of the Capgemini North America Corporate Social Responsibility Podcast. I'm Andrew Peterson, and on behalf of the entire North America CSR team, I'd like to thank you for listening. We want to hear from you. If there is a specific topic on diversity, digital inclusion, or environmental sustainability that you would like to hear us cover, please leave a comment in the podcast channel below.